Well, welcome everybody to another in our MarTech interview series. Uh, today, we are going to be talking video production, corporate video production with Chad Lakin. Uh, he is the vice president of uh, the American operation of Shootsta. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. After months of strategizing and prepping budgets and looking at how we're going to position ourselves in the market, I didn't have anyone to fall back on. And I remember pulling the lever for all those campaigns, biting my nails, and just staring at the computer pretty much the entire day. This was the moment where, okay, we hired this guy to do exactly what he's saying. Now it's up to him to deliver. Trying to figure out the best way to serve ads to our customers. To me, it was a black box. AdRoll came in and said, we should target these users at this cadence, this frequency. We doubled our revenue based on what we were projecting for November, December. Succeeding after I've put myself on the line like that, it does give me confidence. To find out how TeePublic and 37,000 other brands grow their businesses with AdRoll, visit adroll.com slash martech. That's A-D-R-O-L-L dot com slash martech. Welcome to the show, Chad. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited to have a chat about video. <laughs> this, is, this is what you do day in and day out, I'm guessing. <laughs> we do a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad, uh... Just to give people a background, how did you how did you start out in video? Yeah, you know my background's actually in, in digital marketing and technology, and uh, I always always love tech, always love marketing, always love video as well. And and to be honest, uh, you know our founder Mike Pritchett, he and I have been good friends for about eight or nine years, and he was running a traditional production company at the time, and I was working for an agency, and we would just catch up every few weeks, talk about agency life and how difficult it was. And he lived job to job. And he came up with this idea for Shootsta, you know, this really unique way for brands to create video content that really came out of these pain points that his clients were having around producing more content with less budgets. It's been a, uh, it's been a wild ride moving from Sydney uh, back to America about nine months wow. ago to, to head up the operations here. That's fantastic. And I, one of the reasons why I was really attracted to get you on the show was I've struggled. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love technology too, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, maybe, maybe that's, that's an overstatement. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I always, I, I look at video online and I see a lot of crap, right. And it's, uh, it's, I think that video is becoming easier as an entry level sport for people but they really haven't worked on their strategy much. And so one of the things that kind of stops me is I don't want to do a video unless it's going to have an impact. And as I looked at Shootsta, it, it looks like that's really where your guys' meat and potatoes is, that you help people develop from the full strategy all the way through flawless execution, you know, editing and, and production. And I that's why I wanted you on the show was because I want to hear about you know, what are the mistakes that people are making right now that's hurting their video strategy? Um, you know, uh, probably I'm guessing probably the first thing is, you know, going and getting a, a, a cheap camera with terrible audio. 
no training, you know, and, and just thinking and, and five minutes before the video thinking that they've got something to say, right? You're spot on Doug. So I would say that, you know, we never endorse just creating content for content's sake. It's not just about, you know, a mass volume of crap out there. There's plenty of that already out there. And so I think video um, as a medium, the the need for that for brands, especially, it's only increasing. It's not going yes, away anytime soon. Right. But there are there are challenges with that, and that's really you know what we were facing, and and what our founder Mike was facing as a traditional production company. And uh, it was like, how do you figure that out for people that know they need to create video on an ongoing basis, but have really limited time and budgets and and resources and. You know, we can dive into how our model works uh, a little bit later, but I think that the mistakes that people are making is is that they're not valuing the content enough. So they are just, you know, whipping out a phone and doing something quick and dirty and not thinking about the message, but mostly not thinking about the purpose. So you should always mm-hmm. really start with, you know, the why behind that piece of content first. What are you trying to achieve with that? And think about your call to action. So if you think about it in the marketing sense, knowing your audience really well. You know, what are they looking for? What types of content are going to help them? And then produce content in that space and then know where you want to move that person to. So if it's something simply as buying your product, are you answering those questions that they have about that product? And then are you making it very clear how they can purchase that, you know, throughout the video or at the end of the video? And I think, you know, when it comes down to tools, there there are a lot of great tools out there for creating content. So when we started, the iPhone wasn't that great. And you can actually create some really good content on your iPhone. DSLRs have come a long way. We actually train our clients to use, you know, our DSLR kit and we've made it really simple for them to shoot content. And that camera can just look amazing as well. I think that you're absolutely right with audio. It's a huge part of the experience. So please invest in a microphone and don't just assume that, you know, your in-camera microphone is going to cut it. I think that good audio is uh, is hugely important and stability as well. I think that when people are doing selfie cam videos and it's shaky, uh, it can create a bit of a poor experience that can also dilute your brand. So those are just a, a few things I think to be mindful of uh, when you are shooting a video. Yeah, and I think um, I, I've seen some great speakers that are finally pushing back on this, and I have for quite a while, that uh, people have been pushing more and more for, uh, the. I'll say the myth out there is that people's attention spans are shrinking. And I, I say it's a myth because we'll, we'll sit and watch, you know, Netflix for an entire weekend uh, without eating or showering. Um, you, you know, our attention spans are there, but the, our problem is, is that we have tons of opportunity to find different pieces of content across the web. And so the the issue with the quality is standing out amongst your peers, right? Absolutely. And, and I think that we need to probably um, clarify too around quality. You know, it's not just about you know, the look and feel of a video, right. but the quality of the of the content and the message. And so I think that's a really um, important thing to, to talk about because I think in the past, a lot of marketers and, and brands and individuals weren't creating video content because they felt like it needed to be high production value, right? So mm-hmm. like, well, I couldn't possibly do this myself. I must have an agency do it. Therefore, it's going to cost me tens of thousands of dollars. Therefore, I can only do it 
a few times a year and I just won't bother creating that sort of content. So I think that that myth needs to be be busted. You know, people are very much open to more authentic content nowadays, something that is a little bit more real that better connects with their audience because I think people can kind of smell bull nowadays. So yeah, I think that's really important to understand. Now, in saying authenticity, again, it doesn't mean crap. So know your right. brand and and know what's where where you're happy to sit in that sort of uh, quality level. But that's what's going to draw them in. So I think there's just such a wide range of content out there nowadays. But at the end of the day, think about your message first. Think about what you want to achieve with that video. And don't just shoot stuff for the sake of shooting it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've gone through the Shootsta website. We'll have a link for everybody, but shootsta.com. And I thought the, you guys have an incredible corporate video production page that spells out. Obviously there's some, you know, huge benefits. Uh, 59% of executives agree that both text and video are available. If, if text and and video are available, they're going to be likely to choose the video, which is you know, pretty fascinating. And then 52% of consumers say that watching product videos makes them more confident in their online purchase decisions. And then uh, 51.9% of marketing professionals name video as the type of content with the best return on investment. And that points itself exactly to what you're saying that it sounds like, uh, well, and let me recap, you know, there's a baseline of quality that you have to attain but your strategy is going to be incredibly important as you're, you know, as you're planning ahead on your content calendar on what you're going to produce for people, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, we work with a lot of a lot of big brands around the world now. And, you know, it's really interesting when we go in there, we always um, we always talk to them about YouTube's playbook in 2014. And they came out with this recommendation, right? And I think it'll provide some good context for our listeners today. And they said, you know, brands and companies should create content across three different categories. And they call them hero, hub, and help. And it's a pyramid. So your hero content's at the top. And that is that is your big budget pieces. It's your Super Bowl moments. It's mass awareness, right? And this is your, your television commercials. So you're doing them maybe once or twice a year. And then you've got your hub content. And this is more episodic content. It is designed more for your core audience. And this is really what is push content. So that's something that you're putting out there and think about like webisodes and that sort of stuff. That's going to bring your audience back to your your page. And then lastly, you've got help or used to be called hygiene. So this is always on content for brands. And this is really where your core target audience, it's what they're searching for. The reason they call it help is because there's a lot of how-to content in that sort of space. And, And as you go down that pyramid, you can see that it really equates to to volume and consistency. So that sort of help and hub content, that's really where we fit as a brand. We're not a traditional production company doing high-end content. So that's a really good place to start. So anyone that's listening to this, you know, Google that. It's part of YouTube's playbook. And it's a really good place to start because at that point, you can really begin to brainstorm and map out what sort of videos should I be creating in that sort of space. And using tools like, you know, keyword planners and Google Trends and understanding your demographic and and especially for that help space going, what are these people searching for? Mm -hmm. What are they interested about? Is there content already in that space? Should I be creating content in that space? Which is yes, because you want your core demographic to see your brand when they're looking for that stuff that they're interested in and just start there. And you can very easily start to map out these videos 
And then we can talk about, you know, different strategies and that type of thing around batching content. So it's not this sort of process that you're having to do, you know, every day, but you can kind of do 20 videos in a day or five videos in a day and then roll it out over the coming weeks. There are a lot of different hacks that you can apply to make it a lot more easy and, and streamlined for, um, for you as a creator. Well, and, and I think that shoots to, you know, fits this incredible gap within the industry as well, where, um, most of us, um, you know, if we do create that strategy, that's great, right? We can figure out what our scenes are going to look like, what our, uh, storyboard is going to look like, you know, how we're going to film it, what B-roll we're going to do. But then, then comes the terrorizing part, right? And that's the, that's the actual, you know, equipment, lighting, you know, uh, production, post-production. And that's really what shoots to kind of pulls right out from under you that, Hey, uh, so your, your content, you know, producers are focused on the quality content that they're going to deliver. And then your company is really focused on taking rid of all of those other, taking away all those other headaches, right? Absolutely. I think the need that was out there and, and that was really driven by, as I mentioned, you know, our clients in that sort of old production space was the fact that we have limited budget and we need to do more content. And so that's where we looked at the problem and went, okay, well, what if we flip the model on its head here? And what if we actually teach these brands to shoot their own content? You know, one, can that be done? And that's why we provide our camera kits that have all the tools in it. So they have a consistent tool base that we can support and train them on. So we get people that have never touched a camera before in their lives shooting content, which is always really fun, right? Because yeah. people want a creative outlet. So you're able to enable these teams. And, you know, we've got clients like Qantas Airways out of Sydney. And, you know, we've trained 150 plus people out there to shoot on our wow. kit. And so that's just kind of the scale that you can you can reach, which is great. And then we have, you know, a network of cam ops. So freelancers, they come out and they shoot for our clients as well. And that's kind of cool for, for stuff that's a little bit more higher end. But you're right. One of the biggest pain points out there is the post-production, especially now there's where people are shooting stuff on their phones and they're like, great, I shot a video. What do I do with it? And we're obviously going to take all that off their shoulders. And so with our platform, they upload that footage up there, give us some details around the brief, and then our team of in-house editors, we get to work. And so we get to do all the, the, uh, the hard bits, the production, the editing, the color grading, the music. But the real kicker is that we turn around that video in 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wish you were doing that for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Some, maybe there's a pivot in our future. You never know. <laughs> Someone needs to do it. Well, you know, it, it is, it is one of those problems, you know, I mean, even, even, you know, podcasts is obviously we don't have to worry about, you know, video and light grading and, you know, and, and everything, but, but it's, it's definitely the, the block from people going, you know, moving forward with it. And I think that's what I see with video with companies too. I was just talking, in fact, just this morning, I was at uh, my favorite pizzeria, which I can't eat pizza anymore, but uh, I go there and smell and, <laughs> and enjoy the Don't smells. We all, Doug. Yeah. Don't we? yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I was, I was talking with the owner, you know, and he had bought a 360 video camera. He bought a, um, you know, he, he bought a stabilizer for his phone. He bought uh, a DSLR, you know, he bought a, he bought a Mavic uh, Pro, 
you know, so he, he oh, this wow. guy, this guy <laughs> has a library, you know, all of these incredible tools to produce videos. You know how many videos he's produced? Zero. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, and it's because, uh, you know, he doesn't know how to use the editing software. He doesn't know how to, you know, uh, do post-production. He doesn't understand anything about, you know, copyright in, you know, and putting music on it. You know, he doesn't, you know, all of those different pieces are things that he didn't think of when he, in, you know, invested probably $10,000 in equipment. And, uh, and to date, you know, his ROI is zero. And that's a story that I continue to hear over and over and over and over again. And, uh, and so it's, it's really intriguing to me that, that you guys have really, and this started, I'm guessing it started in Australia and now it's worldwide, right? Yeah. I mean, we launched in, in July of 2015 in Sydney and, uh, you know, it was just the right time, the right place. And I think a lot of people were in similar situations as your friend, you know, but they're big brands. We went and bought a camera. Yeah. We got a green screen. We built a studio. We haven't produced anything because right. the post is hard. Or even some of these companies that, you know, hey, we hired a person or we hired two or three people. We have an in-house video production team. And this happens time and time again. Um, we have these conversations like this might surprise you. We have, you know, 40 editors. Uh, but we actually can't produce content for internal comms and training because oh. there's just such a need. And so it's, uh, it doesn't surprise me anymore. But um, I think that's the, the great thing about the world we live in right now is that this is the way that people want to consume content. So that, that need for creating videos is only increasing. And there are some great tools out there for maybe some of the, your listeners that have smaller businesses that are wanting to get started with video. And, you know, there's a lot of cool apps on your phone nowadays that will take you through that process. And I think you know, in that sort of enterprise space, which is really where um, where our specialty is, they just require, you know, a higher end of, of post-production yeah. and storytelling. And that's what's been amazing for us, to be honest. You know, launching launching three years ago and, and really seeing that these brands, they loved what we were doing. It just really served a need there. We kind of scaled from Australia and, and, uh, and grew overseas and launched Singapore about 18 months ago. And then then we launched the U.S. and London in about February or March of, you know, 2018. And uh, there's about 65 of us around the world now working with wow. 150 plus brands and producing about 1,100 videos a month right now. So it's we get to see a lot of a lot of content. And uh, but we also get to help a lot of people, you know, a lot of these marketing and comms managers and trainers that are really trying to figure out video. And we get to hold their hand through the entire process. And and create these storytellers within these companies, which is something that we're really passionate about. Well, and it seems to me that what you're bringing as well is, again, I'm going to reiterate, you know, the my love of technology, especially in the marketing and digital field, is that it enables more time to be creative, right? I'm, I'm not afraid of AI and I'm not afraid of any of those other things because, in my opinion, it's going to allow me more time to be creative. And, and that's what you guys are basically doing for these companies is they get to focus on their messaging, their content, their branding, while you guys get to ensure their consistency, their momentum, you know, their, you know, all of those pieces. Uh, I, I, I saw that, and you guys aren't just some, you know, behind the wall, sh invisible wall shop, you know, you guys are actually giving feedback on a consistent basis on what engagement was like on their topics and what their next topics might want to look like and, and everything else. So I, I, it's, it's truly that you guys are a, 
a video production, you know, I guess a partner that you're going to help your companies succeed along the subscription that you have with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think you're, you're, you're absolutely right with, uh, with what we're doing with these people too. I think where I get the most joy out of our, our business and, you know, it's great to work with big brands and don't get me wrong. That's, that's a lot of fun, but seeing people create a new skill set and getting passionate about content and, and passionate about storytelling and giving them a way to do that and seeing these new ideas for video come out because I think it was really restrictive in the past when you do have to carry that burden. Let's say you are shooting it yourself and, and you're editing it yourself and the time that it takes to do that, you know, that's going to limit what you can output. But if you, if you remove those restrictions and you have a trusted partner, like you said, it's somebody that provides feedback that does a lot of content, you know, this sort of mix of in-house and outsourced, then the sky's really the limit. And I think one of the things that we, you know, a decision we made early on with the business was we're people focused, you know, even coming down to our staff, you know, we're passionate about building good teams, but you know, the editors that we have are shoots to employees and our clients only work with the same team of about five or six editors, you know, so they get to know their brand, but when anything, they have a relationship. And so that they're able to call that editor and say, Hey, I know you're working on this project. You know, do you have any more ideas so we can make it better? And that editor is giving feedback on that project. And we just love all that sort of the comments that our clients make. And I, I even had, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a, um, a large tech company in Australia and uh, early days of shoots to, and they were creating content kind of around the country. And, and this, uh, this manager comes in, he was in town, he was visiting. He goes, I want to stop by your offices. I'm like, be great to see you. No problem. Come in. And he comes in and one of our editors had been working on a content series for him. And uh, so my contact comes in and he goes, I want to meet Matt, my editor. I said, yeah, absolutely. Come this way. And I, Matt's 20 something years old. You know, he's a young kid. He's a great editor. I said, Matt, this is Franco. Franco, this is Matt. And Franco just gives him a big hug. And he's like, thank you so much for the content that you've helped produce. I love it. And I was just like, this is why we do it. <laughs> you know, it's yes. kind of one of those nice moments of just, you know, it's, it, yes, there's tech in between, there's platforms, you know, and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, we're a people driven business. And I, I just love that, you know, we're helping other people create something. And yeah. that's, I don't know, that's kind of, that's kind of nice to be a part of. Well, and and uh, I I want to add as well for people listening that your pricing is not you know enormous, right? I mean your 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 baseline your baseline pricing is still I think isn't it four videos a month included? Yeah, so I mean our smallest package is is four videos a month, and you know that goes out the door for about thirty eight hundred dollars a month, and so when you compare that to you know traditional production companies or freelancers. I think we're really quite cost effective. Yeah, and there's a lot absolutely. of services that are involved in that. Yeah, and for us, we're subscription based. It really is about, like you mentioned, it's the relationship, it's the partnership, it's knowing that, uh, you know, especially video content, it can't be sporadic. It really actually needs to be consistent. Yeah. And I think a lot of brands want that help in holding them accountable to, you know, we're doing four videos a month, or we're doing eight videos a month, or we're doing eighty videos a month. How do we facilitate that and make that happen? And that's really, that's the value that we add. Well, it's, the, it's that momentum that you need as a brand as well, right? And if you, if you start and stop and start and stop, or you release a video once every, you know, six, seven months, um, you wind up losing your audience and having to restart and regain them all over again. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to think about your audience and what they want. And, you know, how often are they checking their social feeds every day? So how are you going to make sure that you're there, you know, the three, four, 60 times they're checking Facebook and that you're not just there once or twice a week where they might just scroll right past you. So it is a challenge, you know, it, it, it can be difficult. What do you, uh, so, so let's say I'm a, I'm a prospective client and, uh, and I sign up, uh, what is, what does the process look like? Yeah. I mean, uh, we always love new members of the shoots, the family. So we're going to come out we're going to train your team. And that's usually about five or six hours. It's hands-on training with one of our trainers and they're taking them through everything, shot composition, lighting, audio, how to use our platform. They're creating a video on the day. And like I mentioned, you know, we're working with people that may have never touched a camera before in their lives. And so from that point, then we're sitting down and we're working out, you know, that sort of creative support. So, you know, we're not doing the whole strategy for a company because generally they've got ideas around the content that they want to produce, but we're helping them map it out. So, you know, we're able to identify where maybe some some weak points where they might need some additional help. Here's some best practice about where this content should live. You know, should it be on YouTube or Vimeo or Facebook or internal? And then how can we help them produce that content? So it very much is um, a hand-holding exercise. And we're teaching them to fish, really. You know, it is, it is about that. We're not going to do it all for them, but we're going to partner right. with them to help make it happen. And then from that point on, you know, we're figuring out what's your first project. Let's go and execute it. And then they're shooting the content, uploading it, and we're doing all that post and then reviewing and providing feedback in this, making sure that their content just gets better and better. And we really, we're really invested in our relationship. So if a client's not producing video content, that's a problem. So we do monthly check-ins with our clients and we look at their videos. You know, how did that perform for you? What kind of feedback did you get from your audience on that? Cool. Is there anything that we need to tweak? Or, hey, people are really loving that. What about creating a content series out of that? What videos have you got planned for next month? What do you need help with? And we find that to be really effective. I think, I think a lot of people that we work with, a lot of marketers, to be honest, they're just looking for that assistance. You know, mm-hmm. I think video is still is still a relatively new space for them. And they're trying to figure out, they can't be experts in everything, right? And so they're trying to figure out how to be as effective as they can be. And that's where we really come in and, and be that sounding board for them and that assistance. Oh, even and just we that... just kind of track that content over the next 12 months. And even just the consistency of, you know, getting a, um, you know, getting the same equipment that all the other shoots to, you know, clients are getting, uh, you know, that, that you're not working with 4,000 different brands with 4,000 different pieces of equipment. There's such efficiency to that model. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really why we do it is that if a client is in, Mexico or Singapore or wherever, and they call us up and like, Hey, I'm having trouble with this camera, you know, exactly what they got. And we're able to walk them through it. We'll even have clients, you know, FaceTime us and say, what do you think about this shot? And, you know, Hey, how should I set the settings here? And and we're able to facilitate that. And you're right. If there were a million other cameras out there. So if everyone had a different piece of equipment, it, it may be challenging to support and help them. Yeah. And, uh, for folks listening again, the, the site is Shootsta. S H O O T S T A dot com. And uh and we're talking to Chad Legum, VP of uh, the Americas. Uh that sounds so cool, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
And and uh, and some of the examples of Shootsta that that you guys um, really really do well at is you know product and brand videos, demos, explainer videos, webinars, educational and how to social media videos, uh, customer videos and testimonial videos, live stream videos, cultural videos, uh, video blogs or vlogs. Uh, one-to-one conversations and chalk talks or, you know, or whiteboard talks. Um, and, uh, and I, I love that you guys know and, you know, understand your niche in the business uh, that, that, you know, even for B2B or for B2C that you're not going to be the high end, you know, you're going to go film the epic, you know, quarter million dollar budget commercial. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is, this is really the, um, you know, the ongoing strategy as you put, you know, the, the help uh, and hub, you know, type content that people need to put out there. Uh, Chad, thank you so much for spending time today. This is a, this is a fantastic conversation and I'm going to not only put the, the link of course to shoots to, I'm also going to, you know, uh, put the link to the corporate video production page, just because that's got a great breakdown of capabilities and strategies and everything that, that companies should be, you know, heading into as they're looking at a corporate video production strategy. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this chat, Doug. And I would just say for any of your audience, I know um, video can be challenging. And so if you've got any questions at all, feel free to connect up with me on LinkedIn. Uh, That's where I am most days. And so you can just search for Chad Lakin, L-A-K-I-N. And we've also got a great strategy document that we can send on to people that are interested. And it's just, you know, a multi-tab spreadsheet, but it will take them through all of those different things that they need to be thinking about in creating a, a video content strategy. We're always here to help. So happy to, to answer any questions if people want to connect up with me there. That's fantastic. And uh, and keep your ears and eyes out for Chad. Chad speaks uh, internationally on the topic. Uh, so you, you had mentioned before the show that you were at Content Marketing World, which is an amazing, amazing uh, conference. And uh, so be on the lookout for Chad at, at your next event uh, that you're attending. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Appreciate All right. it, man. All right, sir. Have a great day. You too. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.